nightmare. Hello and welcome to Cinema Subculture, the podcast where we discuss everything strange, obscure and downright messed up in the world of movies. My name's Gary. And I'm Simon. And this is episode... Is it 10? That's 10, How can you know Ken what episode it is? I know, we've done so many. <laughs> aye. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 10 I'm, I'm betting on 10 Right aye Well see The last one was 9 Right So, so that would make this one 10 Got you Gary Yep So Big episode Yes A lot of pressure on Gary Could say that Simon Yep Yeah I did mm-hmm. just say that Gary Yeah Um. What's the film we're looking at it's today Gary? Uh, the controversial Notorious Legendary <sighs> Shocking uh, nasty Indeed nasty Banned and Yes banned For a certain amount of time Cannibal Holocausts I feel like we should have drums or something Or yeah. like you know A big fanfare You can put that in post right Right Yeah <laughs> <laughs> An Italian cannibal movie Directed by Gerald Diodato From 1980 Yep Sam you hadn't seen the film before But I hadn't seen it at all You, I mean you had described uh, you described parts of it to me, um, but I still, I still didn't see the kind of twist, if you will. Okay. Coming, I, I, you, I don't think you'd went into that much depth that you just, you know, said about the, the found footage, kind of aspect of it. But no, I really, I, this was like way above any expectation I had mm-hmm. up for the film. Like I know, you, you know, you know, they'd said about like the best of the video nasties, most you know controversial, whatever. But, um, I actually felt like. Which is, I don't mean this as a slight to any of the other videos, but this actually had something to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Aye. It really did. And that it kind of really, that was what was shocking about it. If you know what I mean, it was, there was all the violence and, okay, the animal cruelty, whatever, which I've got to say, like, was probably the only bit that kind of troubled me a wee bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was the only bit I had a problem with, with as, as, you know, with the violence or whatever like that. But that show shock for me was that like oh my god this has something this is trying to say a wee something you know what i mean this yeah. is uh, actually quite you know definitely there's something a substance there it's trying yeah. to do something mm. well, i'm saying trying i don't know if that was intention or not but that mm. it definitely came across that way yeah um it definitely hit home yeah that's what i would say about the film it's an important film in a sense it's one of the most <clears> hard-hitting <throat> of its genre mm-hmm. of an of the exploitation films of the 70s and 80s definitely ranks up there but at the same time it's also able to transcend that with with its ability to merge reality and fiction mm-hmm. in very mm-hmm. interesting ways. And also, like, like parallel the, you know, the actual real life making of the film. You know what I mean? That And, and the controversy that would come from it. Yeah. I found that, you know, like, again, come back to the the controversy over, like, them believing that it was a snuff film. You know, mm-hmm. they actually killed these people. Like, the, the whole bit, like, first like, half of the film... <laughs> that's like you know that tells me that it's not right. real you know what I mean but Aye. and that that actually even makes the fact that that even they, they were pro- you know they tried to prosecute the guy um, even more hilarious right. like when you see the beginning of the film and, and it's like and you know in the kind of real world of mm-hmm. the film uh, outside the and uh, the footage the found footage it's kind of saying everything what the, the, these people were saying so like there's you know it's like the filmmakers are saying it themselves right yeah. before before they're even being hung Running quartered for it, so it's like how you know what I mean. It's like kind of, I just can't fathom how they could have thought this was, you know, really real. You know, hi. But I mean, the actual like production value and everything, like right down to that, I thought was so good. I mean, all the gore, 
I mean, because of partially how it was shot, I guess, with the handheld stuff, the 16mm in the second yeah. half of the film, it was just really good. You know what I mean? It just looked really good for the, I mean, for the time and for now even, you know? Yeah, definitely. Other thing I would say is just, it's an incredibly influential film. Mm-hmm. Sparking the whole found footage style. Yeah. Not the best example. I think Blair Witch Project yeah, is uh, like yeah, the, I, I, the, the pinnacle of that style, but uh, it's definitely important as the first first one to do it. And I mean, the Blair Witch, talking the Blair Witch Project, I was thinking about this when I was watching some of the special features on the DVD, and it's like the real world uh, backlash that the filmmakers of Cannibal Holocaust got, you know, that is it real? Where's these folk, you know, have you murdered them, you know? It's really interesting to then look at the Blair Witch and realise that they, those film, the filmmakers of Blair Witch did that themselves. Mm-hmm. They propagated that this was real. And, they, they, you know, they made all this like, backup material. I mean, there was I remember yeah. there was documentaries on it at the time, you know, that were like, interviews with the, the people, Aye. the townsfolk of, of uh, I can't remember, of Burkittsville. Uh-huh. Um, it used to be Blair. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's, you know, it's really interesting because they really did take influence from it, you know, the whole kind of trying to build this yeah. larger-than-the-film world up. Which I guess was totally unwanted for Cannibal Holocaust, but like, well, you know, no, Diodato kind of did that as well. Oh, sure, a sure, sure. With the, the yeah, that, with the act, uh, yeah, I mean the backlash, you know, that right, sorry, okay. I mean the kind of negative attention that, right, that mm-hmm. it got. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that, that was I thought that was a really ingenious, like, just kind of. I wouldn't. That's weird that he did that, but it's so cool, like getting the actors to sign off and, mm-hmm. and disappear for a year mm-hmm. and not like agree not to do anything. But it was no one getting them back, was he? <laughs> when, when the shot at the fan, he's like, "Get back here! I'm gonna get it." <laughs> um, but no, that was really clever again for the time. Yeah. It's just it's like it's, it's just so some that that again says that there's some substance there. It's like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's not just a throwaway. Let's make a gore fl- flick, right? Aye. You know what I mean. Let's actually try and do something and kind of have some fun with it, I guess, as mm-hmm. well. You know. So the film follows Professor Monroe an anthropology professor who goes to the Amazon jungle in search of a missing group of American filmmakers who have disappeared. They have. That would conclude to the, the missing. Yeah, theory. they go together, don't yeah, they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and unable to find them. I find but... it hard to be, you know, missing without having dis- disappeared. For, right. You know. But anyway, Gary, go for it. The second part of the film is basically the footage that they shot plays out like that. He has the intention of making uh, some sort of TV documentary based on the yeah, footage, the, um, or the the news station. Anyway, wants yeah, to, to the, make, he's encouraging them to make it. Reluctant, I guess. He has some ethical qualms. He basically, wants to see the footage before he, you know, yeah. does puts it on TV. I mm-hmm. guess, but um, and then he, once he does see it, he's kind of no. Right. <laughs> I found it quite interesting how it's like the professor goes in at the start of the film. Mm-hmm. Right, and like, he's got his guide, sure. And um, I mean, the, the 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 mercenaries seem to kidnap one of the tribe people as their ticket in. So, and you think, well, this is a bit kind of dodgy. What's going to happen here? You know, like that's a bit kind of dangerous, possibly. And then they go in, and basically, they do everything right. You know what I mean? They they kind of they, they the the guide knows kind of what the what's the what the situation is and just knows what to do with the with the tribe people and things like that. And just basically Ernie dicks. Mm. Which the filmmakers and the found footage are the complete opposite of, you yeah. know what I mean? And I loved that, that it was again those parallels there with the you know, in contrast with the the start of the film when they go into the same tribes people and just like 
aren't they dicks? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's all it is. I mean, to me, that's the film's biggest message. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That that is it. I mean, everything yeah. like everything that they did right. And you think, because you think, I mean, they, they go into these this tribe, and you think these they're gonna get, they're gonna get eaten, or mm-hmm. they're gonna get fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and don't, and like the guy basically wins them over with a tape recorder. He does, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then we see the found footage, and the first thing they do is shoot one of them. Mm. You know, I mean, sure, their guy dies, but I mean. You know what I mean? Logic would d- dictate don't shoot somebody. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's just me, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm not. Don't, you know. Yeah. don't have a gun, so I, I can't say I wouldn't shoot somebody. Dee Datto was, was kind of going for a, a theme of primitivism versus civilization. And Who are the real primitives? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a big question, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know how successful he is in doing. I mean, I would say there's that theme plus the sort of theme in the media, um, mm-hmm. media ethics, yeah, sensationalism. I mean, like as soon when they show you that they can, uh, the first film that, that the film that's in the within the film that Alan Yates made the documentary about the the last one to hell. Yes, I sorry. Yeah. And then like after the guys like yeah like he paid them all to do that. Yeah. I thought that was like, oh my god, like that's like. You kind of you kind of knew it was coming from that point. You know what I mean. Before mm-hmm. that point, you kind of thought these guys were going to make it like an honest documentary, and then you're like, "Oh my god, it's like it's all what's the word? It's just all made up. It's just Aye. complete fabrication." And but again, I still you still wouldn't necessarily expect them to go in the way they went into the, these tribes. People, you know what I mean? It's it was still pretty pretty harsh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dave Atto said he was reacting to the sort of sensationalism of the Italian TV and news at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the endless debates for news coverage, like the sort of spectrum of entertainment and mm-hmm. hard-hitting uh, yeah. news journalism and how those are premised on reality and fiction and sort of muddied waters in between. Um, and I would say, I don't think Dave Atto is that successful in exploring the theme and then any terms of the actual content of the film. But I would say what he does with the narrative and the structure of the film, mm-hmm. what's I would pull out the film as a sort of best example of um, exploring that. Because mm-hmm. um, it definitely, the film itself is an exploration of reality and film reality. Yeah, I just want to pull out how I made a list of the different realities Okay. within the film. So it starts off... It's like a news report about Monroe going to the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it cuts to him in the jungle. Then he gets back. And then you've got the Last Road to Hell film. Mm-hmm. Then you've got all the, the footage, the found footage of the Yates and all the guys in the jungle. Later on, you have the interviews that Monroe does for the documentary film he's making. Yep. You're showing through the actual camera it's been filmed with. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems to be going for like what you're saying, like almost the kind of uh, distortion yeah. of like reality mm-hmm. through the camera lens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like literally, I mean, even just when you're talking about, again, we've got the editor in Monroe sitting watching mm-hmm. the edited footage. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like another kind of, just a, like a portal. Yeah. You know, into this kind of other reality you're saying. It definitely is. It's, it's as if he's trying to, you know, just say like, well, it's, it's, I guess it's just with, with like film, but like 
just the danger there is when you, when the, the, your line crosses for you know when it's something about real life. You know what I mean? When you're trying, you know, with these documentaries and stuff like that. Aye. Um, when you're you're clouding the the line of um, reality. I think because we're kind of used to that breaking up structures within films now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit more. Um, but I think we can see how a uh, sort of legacy of modernism we were talking about on last year at yeah. Maringbad, like filmmakers uh, really kind of breaking down film form. And I think this is an example of that um, tradition coming into like what you might call standard filmmaking, mm-hmm. even though this is an exploitation film. But yeah, uh, I think Diodato is setting out to make a standard film Definitely. in terms of a story. Yeah. But he's using some sort of narrative techniques that have been born out of mm-hmm. um, more uh, cutting-edge filmmakers. Definitely. Which is quite interesting. No, I, I definitely think he was, he was trying to... It's it's not... It doesn't feel necessarily that he was, as he was going out to make like an exploitation film or a mm. gore flick. Um, that's kind of the part of the story. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, those things... Like you think about writing the script. Those things didn't necessarily have to be as sensationalised. I mean, he said himself about the animal cruelty. I mean, mm. those things didn't need to... Need, didn't need to be shown necessarily. Mm-hmm. So obviously that was decisions they made when they were making the film. So the actual like when it was script stage and things like that, you know that I don't think that was what was necessarily what, what they were aiming for. Obviously the the time it was and you know um, when you're making a film, it's sometimes fun to do. You know what I mean? To mm. make things as crazy as you can get them, especially out in that. You can imagine filming in that environment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the heat would get to you as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> But I feel that his intentions were of a slightly higher level than, as I say, like just like a, let's make the like in a most outrageous film or shocking film, eh, gore wise, violence wise, yeah, that we could make. So, um, I think that that lifts it above many of the, the titles we've looked at on the Aye. video nasties list alone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Another thing about the last word to hell sequence, which is really interesting, and we are talking about that reality fiction debate. In the film, that's presented as all faked, isn't it? I think. Um, yes, yeah. Because uh-huh. Monroe's watching it and goes, "Oh, that's horrific," and then the woman goes, "No, it's all fake." But in reality, some of that was actually real. Right, right. It was uh, real execution. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then some of it was staged that that did that all filmed, but it merged real and fake within a little film. Which mm-hmm. is presented as fake within a larger film, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, really getting into what like some people use the term meta filmmaking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, talking about Diodato, and is it quite interesting? I found out how he began as a assistant director for Roberto Rossellini, right? Who uh, one of the the great neo realists, and you could say people have called this kind of a Holocaust hyper realist, right? Uh, yeah. Um, quite interesting to see it as a progression out of neorealism mm-hmm. into something even more real and combine it with like the Mondo films did you come across these nope. there was like uh, so there was a movement in Italy uh, which were like shockumentaries right the first one was Mondo Cani they yeah. were like filmmakers would go around the world and like film different cultures right so to present it to Italian audiences is like really shocking <laughs> right. uh, look at these Scotsmen they're wearing uh, yeah. skirts <laughs> but what they also did was they would film real things but also fake stuff right okay so it was more shocking it's, I think uh, I actually have heard like, right. no, I didn't know but I, I, I kind of right. 
and Eddie that was is named that as a as a big influence. Right. Um. So he does the same thing. What were your thoughts on like the performances in the film? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the 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 four four yeah four filmmakers. They were all they were pretty much amateur actors straight out of film school. Yeah. Yeah. Or acting school. Sorry. Um. What did you think? I mean, for exploitation style, mm-hmm. um, they were fine. I mean, yeah. I don't think the performances are what's uh, strong about the film mm-hmm. in any way. But I found um, I found they're kind of I, t- I take it the um, the two Italian people, those the two Americans, and two yeah. times I take it the Italians had their uh, dialect dubbed. It sounded Pro, like that. Aye, I think she, the girl sounded like uh, Faye. Is it the character's name? Aye. She sounded dubbed. Well, I think um, everyone is dubbed, but we're right, not well, dubbed yeah, yeah, voices. Sure, 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 sure. Um, because like, it was only really hard, like, um, delivery. Sometimes it really stood out to me, like, okay. as kind of being like that's a bit off sounding. Right. Whereas the, I thought the American guys were like just they didn't necessarily. It wasn't necessarily kind of a performance, but they just seemed like American guys. You know what I mean? Yeah fairly kind of naturalistic-ish you know what I mean uh-huh. you know in that kind of exploitation manner but like you know it was alright it seemed quite natural on camera as if they were just recording you well, know I actually felt the dubbing was really bad the dubbing? aye oh you thought the, the dubbing was a bit aye. Um, just because I, I felt f- it was like out of sync quite, mm, quite I never noticed that so much but um, okay. I thought the Professor Monroe's dubbing wasn't great mm. um, and as I say that just the delivery of the performance and for phase stuff but I thought the actual like facial performance, if you know what I mean, the actual emotiveness of their performances was yeah. was fine. I mean, her reaction, like when they see that when they come after like, they've raped the girl, the tribe girl, right, Aye. like and they come across her like on the the spike, um, like her reaction, I thought like I mean she just looks like absolutely f- like raging, but like I thought it worked quite well. You know what I mean? She, mm-hmm. It was it seemed like she was like totally dejected about everything it was just like which is kind of weird because it's kind of it's almost getting back to the remember an island when we were talking about island of death mm-hmm. and how the, the the girl in that like is this is great let's do this let's kill this guy and then it's like i don't like this anymore right you know what i mean it felt kind of almost like that that she was like she would go along with these horrific things like like potentially burning those people in in the shack mm-hmm. you know what i mean just just for like to get some footage, and the only thing when when they were raping the girl, the only thing she seemed to be bothered with we didn't have enough tape, like, didn't have enough film left. We've only right. got two cans of film left. We can't use this. What are you filming it for? Not like don't rape the girl. Yeah, you know what I mean. Only when only when our supposed boyfriend started doing it did she actually start like you know right. trying to stop it. Um, it just seemed a bit, you know, that it was kind of weird. But like I, I thought that I thought overall the actual like as I say the performances were were you know good enough. Yeah, you say that is kind of. This level of, or like this kind of classification mm-hmm. of like exploitation film, it's still it's pretty high. Yeah, for that kind of thing. I think further um, sort of strains put on actors were the fact they didn't really have scripts. Really, I've right, never heard that. Right. And plus, the sort of just conditions of filming in the jungle. Yeah, and the yeah. sort of oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. was supposedly a bit yeah, a tyrant as well. Right. Uh, well, he's seventy or now. He something like that must be. So yeah. he must have been like what for almost forty, what thirty five ish. Yeah. Because when he was talking about like that, the, you know, the animal cruelty, you know, and stuff like that, I was thinking that like maybe he was like a younger man, right, okay. like you know, and maybe just. But I mean, I guess he's still. You know, I'm not saying he's old. He was old at that point or anything like that. But like, just that seems like maybe you'd have more, you know, wisdom and maybe say that's maybe not the best thing to do. Mm. You know what I mean? We could probably do that a bit. Yeah. Away. But it uh. seems to be a bit. Uh, he's obviously 
ashamed of it now in a way, but... But I don't know if it's I whether... I think he knew exactly what he was doing. <clears> yeah, time, yeah. it's more like, I should be ashamed of this now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, he did he's a, a new cut. Like, yeah. you know, an animal friendly cut <laughs> animal friendly unless you've seen the original cut which you know what I mean you know they're hiding um, but I never watched the animal friendly cut but that's the thing like, with the animal stuff that was the only parts of the film that I found like I thought that's a bit just a bit too far you know it's only a bit that's made me uncomfortable just because I know it was real if it was like if it was a, if effects and stuff like that it wouldn't have bothered me but because I knew it was real mm-hmm. I don't know it just g- it gave me pause for thought if you know what I mean uh, I just didn't feel it was necessary. Right. You know what I mean? As I say, I'm, we've spoken about, like, you know, extreme images in, in film often. Um, and I don't feel anything should be held back. But I also don't feel that anything, like much of what we're talking about, the, the Vaughn McGraw trilogy, I, I, I also don't feel that anything should have to be real to be portrayed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Nothing should, I don't think anyone should like, suffer unnecessarily. You know what I mean? Or things be killed. Yeah. For for film just to show something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. In terms of the narrative, aside from the ethical problems with it, did you think it worked in its intended purpose? I believe the animal killings were intended to make you believe that the killings of the journalists were actually real as well. Mm, uh, I um, guess so. I mean, I I can see that if that. I mean, I can see if that's the intention. I mean, I don't think I thought that the first time. I watched it though. It's my thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I mean, you're never going to think that's actually real. Like, that's your found footage. Element, yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, no, I don't At least mean. we are not, like, I don't know if the general population would maybe. Again, because uh, back to the watching it and shitty videotape, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you don't know what you're thinking, but as mm. I say, like, the, the whole fact that there's a film at the beginning, you know, an actual shot like a film, film for the whole first fa- yeah. part of the film. Aye. That to me automatically says this is not real, you know what I mean? Because Aye. you know, I mean, you've got the guy screaming in the middle, like or like, near the end of the film, like we can't put this stuff on TV or on. You can't show anyone this, mm-hmm. but yet we can. They've put it into this film. Aye, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I guess it maybe just coming at it from now, but like, I just think that that would have been a, a flag to me. You know Aye. what I mean? This is probably not real. Yeah, um, but. I don't know, like, I mean, the, the main, I, th- I, I was sure you'd said to me there was only one real animal killing in it All right. before I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a couple of ones, like the turtle one example, right. like when they behead it, I just, mm. it was too, I don't know, it seemed too quick and it seemed almost like it could have been a special effect. Right. But it was quite uncomfortable to watch, I thought. Mm. I don't know why, yeah. it just. Still, that's the most shocking thing about the film, just because it's so unpleasant and mm. kind of unnecessary. Um um, when they killed that little muskrat type thing, mm. the first, and I was like, oh no, this is like, and I thought that, was, and I thought, is that what you meant? You said about the pig, or the boar, right? Okay, and I thought that wasn't a boar though, like, but I'm thinking maybe like, it did kind of honk, like, um, snort a wee bit, so mm. I thought maybe that was it. <laughs> um, and in comparison, the actual the, the boar being killed wasn't actually that violent, you know, what yeah. I mean? it, was just, it was shot in the head, but it didn't, there was not that was screaming that little thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, that kind of bothered me, I think, as I say, I don't know. It's, it just seems unnecessary. Aye. It could have been done without killing anything. And that's that's what kind of bothers me about that. I mean, there was like a snake and a spider killed. Yeah. Again, I th- I, until I kind of, you know, afterwards, I kind of presumed those were special effects because those seem so easy to do. I know, aye. Again, maybe by today's standards, but I still would have thought... Mm. I mean, by mostly video nasty standards, like a rubber spider. 
Hmm? I mean, they would get a rubber, rubber spider, yeah. you know what I mean? Look at like, um, yeah, filches, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, that just seems like why would you not do that? Why would you kill a real thing? I know that's the thing. So, he must have been incredibly intent on doing mm-hmm. this. I mean, the one t- thing that I, th- I thought twice about after watching the film, the, the monkey gets it's like again, I didn't know it was hard to tell whether that thing was alive because it was quite a right. quick, quick shot. Um, but they were saying that that was actually what the tribes people eat. Mm. But mm. I don't know. That 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 felt less kind of exploitative. Right, aye. Um, if that was them just getting their dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, the rest of it seemed kind of... I mean, I don't know. It looked like they ate the turtle. I mean, I don't know if, they actually, they, if the actors actually mm. ate it or not. I don't know. Again, if, if they did, you could argue, okay, well, at least they ate it. Mm. And it wasn't like, you know... But I don't know if that would be all they had to eat. You know right. what I mean? I think they'd have pieces in their box. Yeah, it's quite shocking how it still moves about. Although, apparently, it's not still alive. Yeah, the it's turtle. It's just the, a kind of nervous reaction <laughs> to the... Yeah, well, I mean, it really, yeah. I did really, because I was like... Because like, you've seen special effects like that Yeah. from that time, you know, that era, like, with things like that. I mean, like, again, not it's much, but, well, bigger budget, but like something like Alien, when you first see the egg, mm-hmm. I mean, that was like cow intestine. Right, okay. And the egg, you know what I mean? But it looks right, yeah. it looks good and I mean it's moving. You know, mm-hmm. you could understand how somebody could, I mean, off camera could poke something with a stick and make it move. But I mean that when you know that's real, I don't know, it just when when you when that when you can do it something that looks as gory just about as well. I mean to the point where I didn't know whether it was a special effect at first. Yeah. It seems a bit kinda excessive. I don't know how much it would have cost to do something like that, right? Like for the turtle example, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that might have just been something that they were, there's a turtle, let's kill it like, and shoot it. Yeah. That might have been, you know, may not, never had the idea before it, mm-hmm. which again kind of makes it a little worse, I guess. But Well, this is a trait of cannibal, the Italian cannibal genre right. as well. Cannibal Apocalypse and Cannibal Ferox, uh-huh. they're both video nasties as well, and they have animal killings right. as well. That's what I'm going to say, sorry, like, if you're going to imply, like, I know you're saying about using animal killings to make the human killings seem real. Mm. Well, if you make human killings supposedly look real, then you surely could do it with animals. You know what I mean? The 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 special effects for the for the human killings. Yeah. I mean, that guy gets his tadger whopped off. Mhm. Yeah, that was yeah. it looked good. But I was I believed it. I thought he's no tadger anymore. Yeah. I was expecting to see an interview with the guy and the, the things. Is I know I really got it whopped off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy says I'm killing a turtle, so I need to whop your tadger off. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so it seems like they could. Uh, they could have done that special effects, I think. I mean, for me, that effect doesn't work because I never buy into the fact it's real. But I guess at the time, people, it must have worked because mm-hmm. people definitely thought it was a real deal. They might still today, who knows? I don't know. I mean, it's just... I mean, it, it looks good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it looks good. But like, yeah. at no point did I ever... like, and it, Without even knowing it, I don't think I would ever have thought this is real. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I, again, in, in the in the day of it, and with, with it being with it being banned, I mean, it was, the film was seized before it was completed, more or less, wasn't it? Before they get a chance to release it, sorry. I think it was released. Right, it had like ten days or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Because it, it, it made like you said that like, it made like the equivalent of like five million Aye. or something like that over yeah, like the first weekend or something like that, and it got seized. So mm-hmm. I mean, that propaganda with then the court case and so you could see like how it could be and like, as I say then if you couldn't see it at a cinema you, all you're getting was this kind of imported or you know pirated really shitty copy mm-hmm. you could see I mean that documentary you're talking about I think one of the guys says it, they, they, they 
you know, video to video, you know, a yeah, third generation yeah. um, of the found footage part. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the fit fit to one of their pals had found a snuff video, Aye. I mean, like, and folk back bought it. So, yeah, I can definitely believe that. I, I could, I could sure. see, like, you seeing the found footage section on its own Aye. back in that time with yeah. the shitty, you know, a really shitty VHS copy and kind of maybe going, oh my God, I don't know whether this is real or not. Mm-hmm. But as I say, in context of the whole film with the, the whole setup at the beginning. That's the thing that always struck me. How can you believe that snuff when it's presented within a wider fiction, yeah. a film that's obviously I mean, fiction? Yeah, they go to the uh, tribe people. Yeah. That then are in the film. Mm. And it's like, oh, oh my God, they killed the folk in that found footage video. And then they paid them to act in the movie. Right. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You know what I mean? It's really. I know, because I think we are coming at it. From the superior found footage angle of just saying we found this, yeah, mm-hmm. people I, were killed. I, uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, it was supposedly the problem was that it was just people believed Diodato had hired actors mm, and then just killed them. Killed them again. Aye, um, okay, right. Aye, okay. Aye. I mean, and again, you could maybe see that, but don't know. Yeah, still, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Going back to just when I was talking about the. You know them going to the the professor going looking for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that had been done like a documentary style itself, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, if that had been shot presented as a documentary, yeah, much like the stuff of the Blair Witch, you know, Aye. this is our like, you know, oh my god, what's that over? The, you know, what I mean, like him talking to the camera, and if that had been presented like that, mm-hmm. which I mean, might might have been even like a, a slightly, you know, another edge onto what you're talking about your your realities. Mm-hmm. Um. If it had been presented as a documentary within a documentary kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. That kind of maybe sold it more as mm-hmm. a kind of real yeah. thing. But I found it quite interesting when the when the professor first goes into that first tribe, the kind of friendly tribe, the, the so, ones that yeah. aren't billed Yakubo. as cannibals. Yeah. I think it's... And the, the chief is like playing at this like it looks like some sort of welcoming thing. I, you know, you don't know what it is at first. And then it goes into the kind of burnt out we don't really know it's necessarily burnt out, but the kind of hut with the skulls in it, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my god, they they've killed folk and ate them there, you know right. what I mean? And then you find, you know, you find, obviously you don't find out till the found footage that he's mm-hmm. telling them, like, see these last guys over here, man, they burnt us all, right? Yeah, you're not gonna burn us out. They shot uh. this fella over here. Come on and see him. <laughs> I'm putting white stuff on his leg. <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh, it's dead all. <laughs> <laughs> no Dettol What's that? Aye Dettol isn't it <laughs> Used to put on your leg When you scrap, scraped your knee Never got Dettol on your knee yeah. Gary No What's that Never got Dettol on your knee I think I did aye Aye That's good stuff It's a smell stuff. Good smell Put it in some water And a wee cotton wool right, thing On your knee It stung a wee bit But mm. it's clean Nice clean Anyway I got off the topic Gary <laughs> But um So I thought that was quite clever as well They, they can um, Playing about with the You know The time mm-hmm. You know It's quite clever with regards to the found footage, uh, I believe like the problem with some found footage films is that you break the diegetic camera. Yeah. Sometimes, right. like, because obviously it's quite difficult to stretch that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the mark of like good found footage. I, mm-hmm. I feel like, but the advantage they had in this was like two. They had two cameras. Yes, um, aye, aye. They kind of break it over yeah, that way, which is totally believable for a film crew. Mm-hmm, you would mm-hmm. have to. So he manages to keep to that by just switching between the two. Because thing we found footage is why do they keep filming? 
in certain yeah, situations like yeah. the Blair Witch mm, where they're getting chased mm, yeah. out of the tents <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then up to the end where they're all getting killed off and that's, the camera's still rolling I mean again that the kind of the cinematographer talks about that a little bit the kid well or something that would maybe lead to that you know he's talking about he's he's got a severe fear of heights mm-hmm. and when he was doing a lot of the kind of overhead like from the plane shots or like from the helicopter or whatever for the overhead shots as long as he was looking through the camera lens, you know, that the viewfinder, he could detach himself from where he was. All right, aye. And it's maybe maybe that's a similar kind of thing with like something like the Blair Witch, you know, it's almost like, I know they weren't looking strictly through the camera lens all the time, but that's like kind of making it less scary, mm-hmm. you know, because you're looking at it through this. Right, yeah. You know, you're detaching yourself from what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. I think got it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the end of the Blair Witch as well, because it's pitch black. Mm-hmm. Or using like a night light, a night right, uh, yeah. camera vision, uh-huh. night vision on on the camera, so you wouldn't actually have seen the ending. They wouldn't know what was happening in that room if they hadn't had that on. Right, yeah. So that makes sense, Gary. <laughs> Don't act it. <laughs> yeah, and within that, the found footage section, uh, it's obviously sixteen millimeter. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, to thirty-five. Yes, yeah, to create that, that visual switch. Sure. Um, and mostly it's handheld, obviously. And also what. Data was talking about on the the shameless blurry in the interview. Oh yeah, yeah. how mm-hmm. he was trying to avoid using traditional uh, techniques of editing um, to try and make it more believable. So uh, he wouldn't go from a traditional establishing shot cutting to close up. Uh, so he would hide the cuts, particularly in the, the scene with the amputation. Yes. Um, just kind of shaking the camera about and then having a wee cut cutting in closer, but. It's not a trick you don't kind of notice it, which is quite well done. See the guy that, that, that gets, ampu- gets leg amputated? Yeah. So he gets bitten by a snake. Mm-hmm. And then they're a... Was it a bit... Who was it? There was a character. It was at the beginning because... I think it was maybe the mercenary guy. Because no, he doesn't get into the woods. He doesn't get into the jungle, sorry. Maybe it's the guide. He's, tried, he's almost tried to dissuade the professor mm-hmm. about going into the Amazon, okay. into the, the jungle. And it's kind of like, he basically says, like, risk your lives to save the fuckers. Right. That's basically <laughs> what it's kind of like he says. Yeah. Uh, that was quite funny. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's so true when you get to the, the uh, you know, the end of the film. It's like, would you have went in there if you'd have known what they were like? Mm-hmm. Seems weird the fact that, like, that's another thing. It seems weird that the fact that the professor goes in there to, to rescue these filmmakers without having seen one of the films before, right? And having it pointed out that that was all fake. Aye. <laughs> I think. Oh, I think he's actually has seen Last Road to Hell before. Has he? I think when they shows him, he says, "I have seen this" or something. Okay. I think. But it seems odd that nobody's pointed it out to them. Like, right. Can these guys are fucking wankers? Mm. Do you can. Do you can. Like, before you go and like you know into these cannibals and that and like his needs returned. There's, there's been two other like I mean what happened to the, there's been two other film crews apparently. Aye, that's yeah that's in the fifties and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and you're going to save these fuckers. Mm. <laughs> really, you and me, mate. Aye. No. <laughs> Catch you. And then he gets back and there's no fanfare. It's just like oh I, oh you find the footage great. Let's put that in there. Yeah. Oh you can go into. Um. But I like so. Are those real expeditions? Those the ones I talked about? I presume so. I mean, it's interesting. It kind of sets up a thing like something like The Shining, where it's like, or even Marion Bad as well. Where it's the same thing happening. Yeah, I, it's I, I, like, like a, a time mm-hmm. cyclical time, like 
Sure. History repeating itself. It's almost like an episode of the X-Files. Could be, huh? Yeah. But, um, um, it doesn't go there anyway, so... What? No, I mean, does he? Does he? No, it doesn't. No, it, yeah, it doesn't pay off. And that, no, no. <laughs> um, um, how, I wonder how the the first tribe got like the lighter and stuff. You know, how she, they've got phase lighter, right? Aye, because it's not them that's killed them and eat them. Hmm. Um. Must exchange that or something. <laughs> 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 must exchange that. <laughs> What did you think to the way that the way they were showing the two cannibal tribes, right, who are fighting and hunting each other and, and killing? Each- yes. How did you find that like depiction? Because obviously they were basically doing kinda some of the same stuff that Yates's crew goes in and does. You know. Really. Well, I mean, they they can't. They're, I mean, they're obviously fighting and stuff like that, and both teams <laughs> teams would win. Whoever would win would eat the other. But they right, were like. Okay. Like you know, raping the women and like you know, cutting apart the people, and mm. it just seemed a bit, kind of, you know, it was kind of hmm. yeah. Well, I think uh, some people are accused the film of being racist and mm. it's portrayal of uh, the trace people, but mm. I think that's kind of misplaced because yeah, that was kind of saying they're both. Well, I mean, like this, as... I mean, but who, if you think after watching this film, I challenge anyone to not say that the white man is the yes, is uh... the the enemy of this film. You know, what <laughs> I mean, it's the they are the bad. You know I what I mean? So. Um, I guess that's, I guess, maybe like showing, again, not giving more of an excuse to the trace people for killing the film crew. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't need any more excuse. But if you take it to the fact of they are constantly up against this other team faction yeah. of people who are fighting them, hunting them to eat them, mm-hmm. maybe raping the women and, 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 you know, and generally hurting them. And it's either them or us. Yeah. If they get somebody else attacking them, what are they going to do? They're going to hunt them and mm-hmm. eat them. You know what I mean? So yeah. do do what they would do with their, their, their tribes people. So it's really like, even more so than, you know, like, okay, well, it's an our, our revenge act. It's just them doing what they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What they would do under an attack from anyone. Um, whereas, like, the white man's, like, obviously, or these film crew are obviously going in like, abusing the kind of supposed power, i.e. guns. Yeah, supposed superior intellect, like abusing that, mm-hmm. um, for no gain other than financial fame, whatever they're trying to get. You know what I mean? Yeah, for pointless. Like whereas they, that that's what they kind of do for like food, and exercise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got a bit serious. I got I had to I had to lighten up. Did you catch the the quote or the information that comes up at the end? Yes, I have. The projectionist. I, sure. It says at the end. Projectionist John K. Kirov was given a two-month suspended jail sentence and fined $10,000 for illegal appropriation of film material. We know that he received $250,000 for that same footage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so along with the fact that he had the contract with actors to disappear, another thing, how he's trying to make it appear is real, in the same way that Blair Witch did. Um, yeah. So ahead of his time. Yeah, definitely. Think, uh, and that way you could think that the, fic- the fictitious the stuff that's obviously a film mm-hmm. you can maybe say oh is that is that recreation mm-hmm. so when we look yeah, at it as well yeah I, um, I get what you mean and attempt and and films where you get biopics and it will give you some information what happened next to the end yeah so, <laughs> I get you based the, on your yeah uh-huh. well shall we talk about the killing animals in the films don't do it that's <laughs> all I have to say I mean 
killing anything in the films. I don't think it's right. Aye. Uh, you know, needed. Mm-hmm. You know, and if he can do it, can I? Using special, as I say, if you can, if you can kill a person on screen, surely you could fake an animal. Yeah. You know, that's my opinion. Uh, I've got a few kind of things that I feel about it. Right. I mean, I, I don't condone it. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly unnecessary, but. I feel a lot of the people who are completely up in arms about this film, that's fine. But if you eat meat, which the majority of people do, I mean, to me, that makes you a hypocrite. I mean, I don't want to sound holy no, now, no. the fact that I'm a vegetarian, <laughs> but I mean, how many animals killed every day for mm-hmm, us to eat? Mm-hmm. There are millions. To me, although the animal deaths in this film are cruel mm-hmm. and... They don't have to be. The end result is the same. It's an animal that's no longer alive. See, I, I understand, yeah. I, uh, I don't agree that the end result's the same. Okay. Because I'd say 90%, I don't know, I'm assuming I throw 90% a lot. Most of those animals you're talking about are killed every day mm-hmm. are for food. Right. For sustenance. Okay. Right? Now, these animals in, in this film example, and I mean, I mean, it's literally just for the the exploitative nature of it, it's not for anything. Oh, it appears no doubt, yes. it, within the film that in, in certain cases they're they're using it for food, but mm-hmm. even so, it's not it's not like um, it's that's not why they're doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? It, that's a secondary matter. They're they're doing it on screen for the reason of shock to me. Yes, aye. I mean, I, I I totally get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I do, but I don't believe that, that the end result is the same. Right. Because one is for as I say, it's sustenance mm-hmm. in kind of part of a food chain, you might say. Okay. You know, obviously not an actual food chain, but, it's, you know, it's a um, a food, food chain that has existed. Um, whereas this seems to be, it's just for the kind of extreme nature of the... Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah, I'm not saying... I definitely don't condone it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think people should uh, sort of put it in a, a context that... Um, I mean, we spoke about this before. I mean, it's like they're long gone, those animals in this film. You know what I mean? There's nothing we can do about it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I would say that I was going to, I mean, when I thought about the animal killing, when I thought about, you know, what I was going to say to you about it, um, the fact that I do have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. um, That's to say, like, I don't, I knew going into this that there was real animal killing in it. It didn't stop me watching it. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have watched it without it in it. Right, yeah. Because, you know, I think. As it, as it exists, it needs needs to be seen. As if only, I mean, again to say like, don't do it again. So again, like knowing knowing that that's in there, hasn't stopped me watching it. So it's it's not that it's like kind of offending me. It's, mm-hmm. it's not offending me and, and making me like not want to watch the film. Or I mean, I've I really enjoyed this film, and I thought you know, as I say, it was definitely right up there with yeah. you know the video essays or whatever. But it just feels like. They could definitely have implied what they did. Oh, no, yeah, You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Do I think that watching it with, without the, you know, the, the animal-friendly cut, mm-hmm. after having seen it with the, the animal cuts, I think it would affect the film? I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm. I, you know, thinking back, those aren't, the, the, the animal kills aren't what I focused on when I was thinking about, you know, the, this film having something to say. So possibly, yeah, it would, it would be fine without those in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I, I get what you're saying with people getting up in arms about it. Yeah. Because it's not like... It's the same thing, like, people, whenever they see, like, a slaughterhouse, they're always like, oh my God, that's shocking, which it is. Yeah. But then they're happy to, like, No, you're, you're right. That. You're yeah. totally right about that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I mean... So I don't, I don't mean to to sound as if I know more than people are whatever I like, but I just think people should bear that in mind and don't get hysterical about Yeah. I mean, it's it shouldn't have been done, but... Mm-hmm. That's uh, it, I mean, I, I'm not, like... I'm it just It was just uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, the same way that they, obviously... Again, we spoke about it before, like, the rape scene in Irreversible was uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah. to watch, although that is not real. Mm-hmm. This was in the same kind of league as that, but mm-hmm. I knew this was real. Aye. So that that was where the uncomfort came. If they'd just been killing an animal and it was a special effect, I probably wouldn't even have blinked twice. Yeah. Right. But I I totally get what you're saying. That is definitely hypocritical to for mm-hmm. people to go to like a, an abattoir or you know sort of house and be like, oh no, I, I don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah. Like why don't you want to see it? Like, you know. Aye. You're eating the product. That's it. Of that, even though it may not look like what you're seeing, mm. you're still eating it. If people want to eat meat, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think meat else need to bear that in mind that it can be a vicious thing mm-hmm. to get that to get that burger it's true mm. <laughs> anyway without getting too heavy <laughs> yeah no you're just making me think uh, another thing about this is was the the reaction to it slightly biased due to the fact that this was an exploitation film definitely the other films that have real animal killings like Apocalypse Now yep. is a big one um Never had any censorship trouble, and it, I think it's an ox or something like that. Right. And it gets it said beheaded as part of a tribal ritual. Right. At the end of the film, and Alcopla had said that that would that would have happened anyway. That mm-hmm. the tribe would uh, they do that as part of their <laughs> rituals anyway. So the fact he was filming <laughs> Whenever it. Whenever brings a camera around, we, yeah. we do this. It's a good laugh. <laughs> so he was trying to say, right, we only caught it on film type thing. Like it would have happened anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, I think it is a bias towards horror and exploitation that gets it in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, if it had been a, a a Spielberg film or something like, uh, people are gonna see it through a different lens. Yeah. Uh huh. Definitely. Because mm. horrors always looked down upon. It's never really recognised as like an exploitation film. Arts. I mean, that's yeah, similar, yeah. Like, as soon as yeah. you. I mean, as soon as you say the words, words cannibal holocaust, even back in the day, I mean, what what are you thinking? You know what I mean? That's it, aye. Um, it's just, it's with the territory, I guess, and that, like, there's no one that goes into that film who is easily offended, who is not going to be expecting the worst. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's kind of what they get if, if they're easily offended. That is, it's kind of the worst of everything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, those animal killings and knowing they're real probably just tip the iceberg for them aye but as I say like, as, as uncomfortable as I found them to watch it it didn't it didn't like you know make me hate the film or you know have any bad feeling towards the film yeah it just was like a wee bit uncomfortable to watch mm-hmm. so last point I had about it was should it still be cut today I don't think so no yeah as um, I say as long as you are putting it out there that's in there aye then people should begin with their eyes open with anything as long as as long as you kind of know what what's what themes are involved within the film mm-hmm. 
um, and you're what agreeing to watch it, then it's your own. It's on your own head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't think. I mean, I don't think anything. We've said it so right. how many times. I don't think anything should be cut. You should be given information and be able to make your own choice. Yeah. So I was looking up the BBFC website and the they base their animal policy on the Cinematograph Films Brackets Animals Act 1937, which uh, makes it illegal to show any scene organised or directed for the purposes of a film that involves the cruel infliction of pain or terror on any animal or the cruel goading to fury of any animal. And also the Animal Welfare Act 2006, which makes it illegal to show an animal fight. Uh, so... The BBFC's policy, I mean, I think it's commendable sure. at that point. I mean, um, yeah. As, as, yeah, definitely. I was going to say, th- that sounds... Yeah. And I, and I don't think that any of those things should be done. Aye, like, definitely. Going forward. Yeah. But things that have been, you know, mm. it's like there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. It, that is part of the film. If you're going to release the film, mm-hmm. you have to kind of put it... And I mean, like... Your, the greenhouse releasing has that that is an animal friendly mm-hmm. again there is an animal friendly version edited by um director yes there for you to watch now if you're mm-hmm. releasing it so people have a choice that's it people yeah. have a clear choice mm-hmm. you can say here's an uncut version with animal cruelty because mm-hmm. it's not like if if, you, if you're releasing it on a uh, releasing it cut in this country in, in, in britain and people like anyone that's going to go and buy this film is going to know whether it's cut or not anyone who's watching this film in my opinion, we go to the trouble of finding it, whether it's yeah. cut when they're watching it or not. Yeah. Right? So they're going to know that there was animal cruelty in it. Mm-hmm. So even watching it cut, you still know mm-hmm. that, you know, that it happened. But if you've got both versions there, you get the choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't want to see it, you, you can watch the cut version. That's it, yeah. No problem at all. Mm-hmm. And I would have nothing, I would never, like anyone, if I was talking to someone about it and said, I've only seen the animal friendly version out of choice, mm-hmm. I would have no problem with that. It's Aye. your choice. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing I can see there's nothing that, that doesn't it's not like wussing out to me mm-hmm. it's just like I get you I get understand why you'd want to watch it without that in it yeah but in the same hand as long as you've got the choice yeah yeah that is kind of why I think cutting scenes of animal cruelty isn't really an answer mm. I mean I think there should be some kind of penalties like fines or something if a film comes in that features real animal death I'd prefer to see the filmmaker fined mm-hmm I think, because cutting it just means that anyone who wants to see it in this country is going to get a, yeah. mm-hmm. another version. These days, it's no problem. Um, so all it means is it's a, a penalty on UK distributors. Mm-hmm. And I, think, also, I think having legislation in place where, listen, if you're going to make a film mm. now and you're going to have an it and you're going to be either brought up in charge, you know, you're going to be, you know... It's, yeah. a, it's a crime you're going to be charged mm. you're going to be maybe put in jail I, I can understand yeah. that you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that, that's fair enough but it's the things that exist already yeah I mean I don't know but something to deter people from putting animal cruelty in the film in the first place yeah is what I'm saying you know mm-hmm. what I mean rather than saying okay well this this is cruelty now we can't show it aye you know what I mean yeah I in mean the past thankfully it's not something really happens anymore mm, it's yeah. kind of accepted that yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, um, not acceptable. A faux pas. And also, for a film that is 32 years old, personally, I'd like to see some kind of moratorium 
on like these films. I mean, I mean, the animals are long dead. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, yeah. still penalising filmmakers now. What to what end is it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we should be able to get to see like thirty years right. The penalty's been served. We can see it uncut, because. Um, and, and, and the, the, the historical value of like this is how this used to be able to happen quite freely mm-hmm. you know what I mean like when when this was um, when they brought the guy up in charges Aye. right was it to, was there anything to do with the animal cruelty on those charges or was it strictly to do with we think you've killed these people well that was an initial charge was the cruelty to animals no, they, no the, they the, actually murdered the humans. Yeah, but, but after they found out that wasn't true, then they charged them on the animal cruelty. And I mean, so he served, um, I think it was a four month suspended sentence. Right, aye, aye. aye. So, so, I mean, it's like, it's it's interesting just from a fact that it, that it exists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as I say, from a fact, you know, like, did, did, it's the whole thing, like, did you find that uncomfortable to watch? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Right, well, if you're ever making a film or, like, we don't need to see that now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it shouldn't be done, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to to delete it from or cut it from the film kind of takes away some historical importance of like maybe we shouldn't be doing this then if that's the way it makes people feel. Yeah. So Gary, to conclude this episode mm-hmm. on Cannibal Holocaust, I'll ask you a very interesting question. Right. Who are the real cannibals? Mm. In this film... I guess that the question's more to me was more who are the real savages. Yes, that's you know what it. I mean, like, which is a point that's uh, true. I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely an argument to make, but to me it was an obvious argument going on. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The nature of what we t- how civilization is a, a flexible term. Mm-hmm. Um, we all we're all animals deep inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all capable of the badness. Definitely. Um, so, in this film, it's Alan Yates. He's a real cannibal. And his crew? Well, de- he's he's the worst. Sure, I guess. I mean, well, Faye's the only one that shows any resistance to it. Aye. The other two are just as bad, I'd say. He's, the, he's definitely... He's one of those, those ringleaders, so... He's, he's the chief, you know Aye. what I mean? He's the... Let's do this, no, but no bother. <laughs> um, no, you're right, definitely. I mean, it, it is... I mean, it's not a hard question to answer in this film, definitely yeah. not. I wonder what the consensus was at the time in nineteen eighty. I don't know. I mean, I feel like in... the way that the film was treated back then. I don't know if he, anyone would even have got to that point. I don't know the way that it seems to have been interpreted. I don't know if anyone would even see the irony in it. Mm. You know what I mean? Of the the kind of you know the the Western filmmakers going and you know a uh, savaging mm. this this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the, the Professor Murno puts it pretty like. Bluntly, you know, how would you react if someone came into your house and started like killing your family and Aye. and like flushing your food down the toilet? I found it where they <laughs> went to that for the food, but when they shooting the pig, but like burning your your folk, you know what I mean? Aye. How would you react? What would you do? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's so obvious. Um, so, but I, I find it hard to believe with the reaction to the film that there were many people at the time. Well, not many, but. The, the the mass audience mm. for the film that would have saw it would have who reacted the way they did would have been like this has something to say right it would be more like, oh my god like it's the most horrible film maybe you know I don't know because I mean at that time like global travel mm-hmm. I believe wasn't quite 
I mean, I think that only started for most people in the 70s. Mm-hmm, I guess so. You get package holidays and people started going to Spain in their holidays. Mm-hmm. Before that, in like the 50s and 60s, people didn't really go on holiday that far. Um, so maybe their view of the world was pretty uh, restricted. And it was like the savages out there. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we move on through the years, we become a bit more... These terms of civilization versus savagery become a bit more... Uh, broken down mm-hmm. and it's not quite so would you say maybe like I mean because I found the kind of argument quite apt nowadays you know like in modern day if you mm. know what I mean 35 years later it was quite still quite relevant mm-hmm. so do you think perhaps maybe a little bit before it's time uh, for the point it was try- trying to make could be I'm not sure w- you know with what you're saying about you know travel and yeah people's view of the world maybe a little narrower mm than it is now. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I think it's quite, I don't know, it's, it's almost like kind of a, a given that the, the media is distorted. Yeah. You know? Whereas in the 70s, I don't know if it was so much, I don't know if there was, it was more taken as gospel. What you saw on TV was, I mean, even in, I mean, you know, through right through the 90s and, you know, up to now, it's like, oh, I don't believe everything you see on TV. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a common saying now. Mm-hmm. But, would it have been in the seventies? I think. Well, the seventies. I think when you started to see news moving towards entertainment, mm, I'm mm. thinking of like films like Network, sure, yes, that uh, and things uh, like that. Uh, I guess so. But mm-hmm. Any flaws you had with the film? Uh, as I say, the, some of the dubbing was like right. Aye. Not the, the kind of you know the performance in the dubbing mm. was a wee bit kind of over the top and stuff like that. Some of the stuff with the the professor was a bit kind of. Campy, I guess, like okay, right. where he's like strips off and he's into the, <laughs> <laughs> the the river and all the the chicks coming. That <laughs> I thought, oh, what's going on? Yes, it felt like a Russ Meyer film or something right. like that. <laughs> um, not ever watched any of them, mum. <laughs> but no, I don't know. Like the this, I thought the found footage part was really like just that was really strong. I yeah, thought you yeah. know, and they kind of them watching it and kind of discovering this and like you know I thought that was really mm. clever and it worked really well yeah what about yourself yeah nothing I think there's nothing really that stands out mm, I mean I'm judging it like against the, you know the, the other video analysis I've seen you know what I mean that of that, that time or exploitation mm-hmm. films I mean yeah it definitely elevates itself from its peers definitely uh-huh. um, I mean one one criticism that's been thrown at the film is that if Diodato is criticising the media for sensationalising and, and merging fiction, mm-hmm. faking death and things like that, is he guilty of his own crime? Because mm. um, he does the same, pretty much. He's, well, uh, he's <coughs> I mean, that's it. what I was meaning. Yeah, I know. I guess that's maybe just a product of trying to make his point. Mm. But I, I, I can totally see what you mean. Yeah. Is that a thought to go on, Gary? Good do. Uh, I would just say um, I'd recommend this film on the strength of its structural achievements, merging what is real, what is fake, elevating realism in film to a point where you actually say, is that actually real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, uh-huh. and, and, and surprisingly uh, not necessarily in the found footage stuff. Right. You know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. stuff outside that that you uh-huh. still, with the animal kilns or whatever. Uh, but. And the influence of the film kind of goes without saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Um, I think even just some of the moral questions that it lets you ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, without going too deep, because obviously it's still, a technical, you know, it's still an exploitation film, but yeah. I mean, just the kind of, yeah, the moral questions that, like, you know, that, come, that spring up from it, mm-hmm. be it the animal cruelty or just literally the way that um, the film crew acts, mm-hmm. trying to get their, their made-up footage. There's a lot that most video, video nasties don't, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I can we kinda of touched on this but one thing I wrote down does this work as a snuff film today? Don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Don't think so. No, I don't think I would probably say not. Mm-hmm. For most people, for most people that are I think seen horror movies. Yeah, no, I mean in the age of D V D or Blu ray, I don't think if you were to still if you were to show someone, as I say, just some fit the found footage section on a shitty Second or third yeah. generation VHS, I think, yeah, you could maybe sell it. Yeah. You could maybe sell some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think, no. Yeah. No. See, definitely not in the framework of the actual film, I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah, I think it, we're so used to the fine footage style now, like well, paranormal activity and sure. stuff like that. It's like pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. For the most part. <laughs> the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify. So, Gary, get any random shit this week? I do, Simon, yes. Um, Number one. Right, go for it. Hammering this again. But blow my head, hopefully... blow, blow my way, blow my way. I'm ready, embrace it's myself. Uh... Oh, right. Big Alf. Alfred Hitchcock. Big Alf, oh man, what? Right, hopefully go. people don't get bored of us talking about Hitchcock. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> um, But some uh, developments in the, the Hitchcock sure. Blu-ray box sets that are quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. So... The UK one. Can they concede in that? Eh? No, uh, you might Just have seen me. it, but I, I can't know what you mean. Aye. but these pe- people um, that don't know unless are listening. Can I see that? Gary's holding his hands up in the shape of some sort of oblong <laughs> box. Yeah, it comes in a. I think it's a clear box with a, it's like a large book mm-hmm. and like a, um, the birds almost uh, yes, like in the back uh, pattern in the back. There was a US one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is the universal that's releasing it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and then pictures come out of the US one, which is a smaller uh, digi book well, style. I think the pictures of the Ameri- the German one came out oh, first, aye, aye. which That's is right. m- much like the UK one, yes. except it had north but northwest. Yeah, and, and rumours of thirty nine steps as well. Mm, but yeah, I had the postcard um, for that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, sure. But um, when it had the north but northwest, I mean, I, I said to you, I thought it was just a, you know, a mistake. It was yeah. somebody's rendition of the. It you know, did it seem like a, kind of a bit artwork. strange, like somebody, whoever they got to design the picture, was mm. like, put the wrong information. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what it felt like. Aye. <laughs> uh, Especially because it was, st- it, st- it, it was still saying 14 movies. Right, aye. Much like the UK one, mm-hmm. but when, but I'll let you go into the, when the US one was really uh, announced. Maybe, maybe you'll go into it, I don't know. <laughs> so I, uh, the US one seems it's going to have North but Northwest as well. Mm-hmm. And it's got like a different box design. It does, I. I quite like the quirkiness. You see, mm. see all, the, all the letters of the name are made up of like kind of, well, I guess little icons from the films. Oh, right, aye. You know, it's like uh-huh. the cycle font and, you know, mm-hmm. the vertigo around the O's and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and, I think um, I prefer that one. I mean, there's no doubt the UK one looks nicer. Yeah, it's, it's a just, nice presentation. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But yes. Mackinson, with it, what with it was that if I'm going to watch any films, they really want to take that massive book down every yep, time. I get you. Um, I just... I feel that's going to get beat up. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know like, how, you know, what 
kind of design the book's going to take? Is it going to be hardcover? Is, you know what I mean? Mm. Is it going to be more of a, like an oblong, like an oblong digibook almost? Yeah. Looks like it's got like two blurries in each page. Right. You I... know, like the length of it. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I totally get you. I mean, it's going to mm-hmm. get beat up pretty easy. As I say, it does look, looks pretty nice, you know, but. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing you'd buy for over a hundred quid to just sit on yourself, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and not touch. Because I think you would have to not touch it. But the American one looks a bit more pra- practical. It does, yeah. Um, and I think it would be still be quite nice sitting in your, your long your rest of your blurries. Indeed. Um, let's see, for me, I don't have Psycho. You've got Psycho in, in North and Northwest anyway. I always was planning to get the North and Northwest Digibook from the States anyway. Mm-hmm. And the, the, we've spoken about the Psycho Steelbook before. But I don't know whether this would stop me getting them or not. I mean, I don't know whether what kind of... You know, there's a book with the Psycho release yeah is the is it going to be the same kind of information that we get with the the box set and the book because apparently the the us one is a 50 page book or something or is it? that's yeah, yeah another bonus in the us one yeah you don't get that mm-hmm. i don't know whether it would put me off buying the individual releases mm. i don't know I've, I've pre i've actually pre-ordered both of these aye the uk one and the us one i don't know what i'm wait, gonna wait to make some more details about them and decide whether i'm gonna what ones i'm gonna go for mm-hmm what about yourself? Uh, yeah, I still haven't decided yet. Mm. Uh, I mean, the UK one is obviously cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's quite a big. Uh, I think I think the US one will come down a wee bit. Mm. I do think it will mm-hmm. come down a tiny wee bit. Um, cause it is. It's about what's it about one hundred and twenty, two hundred twenty-six, something like that. Right, eh? aye. As opposed to UK one hundred and twelve. I mean, yeah, I get an extra film with it, so mm-hmm. I guess maybe it may not come down, but to my, my mind, it will come down a wee touch before it's released. Yeah, so the inclusion of the North West is kind of interesting. Like, I mean, for Warner Brothers, obviously they've already released it. Sure. So they're obviously just getting a licensing fee from uh, Universal, so they're kind of probably pretty happy. Mm-hmm. But I would have thought, like, it seems odd just to have one, if they're going to collaborate, just they could have just, done something yeah, better. Yeah, they, they could have totally done like, a full done, box like, set. Yeah, another, there's another, like, I think Warner has another six films or yes, something. Yes, uh-huh. Seems kind of half-hearted in a way, but because uh, I know one of the brothers did the Kubrick box set, mm-hmm. which had Universal titles in it. Right, right, well, right. So, so maybe some sort of deal they've got. Maybe. Hmm. Um, I guess the North and Northwest was easy because it was already out. Aye. Warners don't have any other titles out, do they? No, but so. I did see the announcements. Yes, I was going to about aye. them, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're bringing out Dialing for Murder yeah. and Strangers on a Train. Dialing for Murder 3D. Indeed, 3D. That kind of, that, I was talking to my wife about that because I've been a, a firm, fuck this 3D push. Right. But I didn't actually didn't know that about Dialing for Murder that was yes. shot in 3D. Um, and that's actually been like, that That would almost be, I'd be, that would make, that would be sort of a release that would make me think wouldn't be that bad to have a 3D TV. Aye. Which sucks. I'm the same. That actually. totally has, it blew me for a loop, big man, because I, like, I've been, there's no been, there's not been any bigger person against it I don't think like you know 3D of like how the rip is off at the cinema and how it's like it's not that comfortable like if I, I want to see this yeah I want to see it but I said to like uh, Julie and my wife like they'll probably maybe bring it to the cinema you know if they if went to the, prop, the Could do trouble that. of doing this digital print mm-hmm. and I don't know what the restoration would be like but there's a chance they'll bring it 3D aye somewhere like maybe like the Glasgow GFT mm-hmm. so I, I would go and see that mm. Um and if it's only I think it's only getting one release in Blu-ray so if things go the way they might be heading the cheap, cheap TVs might be 
just as cheap getting it three with three D and not with three D. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not going to make me start buying Blu-ray three Ds all in. But um, mm-hmm. if there's only one release, then I would mm-hmm. buy that release. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I was slightly surprised because I, I don't know, I don't quite know the difference between like the different types of three D. But I would have thought that than one that you could have watched on a two D screen with the the glasses, mm-hmm. you know, like the old style three D sure. used to get. Uh, I think that's how it would have been designed. Right. But I think it's been a conversion process for like from that to like right. what we have to eat now. You know, yeah, because, yeah. and it's like almost it would have been easier that would have been easier than like what they did with like Titanic because this this that was at least filmed in three D. Mm-hmm. Probably similar. Like, I, I, I honestly don't know what the process would have been, but it would have been similar like, to having just like two cameras together. Yeah. And and filming side by side, um, so they would have both perspectives. Mm-hmm. Whereas like some like Titanic had to build those, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Build that space. So I guess it would have been. I'm not saying an easy conversion, but like a, a no-brainer to do it. You know, they could they would have had all the information they needed to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that really that that, that was like that. So it's, <laughs> it's awesome that they're doing it, and I mean, fair play to them for buying it. But it really like that sucks so much. Mm. It's totally made me rethink my my stance on like 3D TVs anyway. Right. Um. So it's weird that like I mean it's we've went from we're talking about like oh we'll, you know we'll probably be ages off before we see any Hitchcock stuff on Blu-ray that's it. and now everything's coming <laughs> and not only that but they're bringing stuff like like that with 3D that's that's changing my my personal opinion mm. on mm-hmm. the format. Aye. I mean really when I was when I was pre-ordering the the the, the masterpiece box set and like you know I'm thinking oh shit that's a hundred quid and I'm like but it's fourteen movies and it's like but and it's they're all getting restored mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like it just seems so surreal that this was actually it was actually happening already Aye. you know what I mean it's, it's like it's just like crazy Aye. I mean it's happened so soon Um, so I'm not I'm not going to diss the big man for making me double think my 3D or triple right, think my 3D apparently though I don't think he was all that happy with the way it turns out right oh that makes you feel better <laughs> <laughs> he never made like another one so no uh, so oh, big Alfie didn't like it he did yeah and looks good in 2D. So I think so, they did not say that like most of the cinemas couldn't maybe play it or something. Like, they they the ended up just releasing it in 2D anyway. Yeah. So maybe that's and why I was pissed off. It was so complicated to run two reels uh-huh. together. There were so many ways it could go wrong mm-hmm. at the time. It um, wasn't all that practical 3D back, sure. in, the, back in the day. Um, um, so maybe that's why it wasn't such keen thing of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll say that anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm the same. It's like I'm gonna buy that and just watch the 2D one, but the back of your mind, you're like, oh. yeah. For those like when a one of my favorite filmmakers goes to the the 3D, even though I don't like it, yeah, I'm that like, that's uh, that's it. I mean, yeah. like, it's not like I mean, it's Hitchcock. You know what I mean, me, if he's know. if he's gonna do it, then it's gonna be worth seeing. I think. Yeah. It was like when you were talking about like um. You mentioned before about David Lynch doing. Mm-hmm. David, yeah, you spoke about if, if he did it. You were yeah. talking about 3D before. Mm-hmm. And you said if David Lynch had done was to do a 3D film, yeah. you want to see it. Aye. Yeah, and you probably want to own it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing. Aye. There you go. Acting a snuck up in when I saw that. I was kind of. I was like, oh. Right. Like you know, I was. I was like, yeah, that's getting released. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm going to get a new telly. <laughs> I don't know a thing. I noticed about the masterpiece collection is if you compare it no the masterpiece collection that was that was called I think so because right. it was a DVD box set mm-hmm. version which I think that's got one extra that doesn't seem to be in this 
was one a extra bit Yeah. Oh, really? It was the EFI tribute. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if that's any good or not. I don't know. But um, it seems like everything else is ported over, except for Might that. just be a print. Could be. I mean, like, from I said that about that work, mind you, didn't I? <laughs> I said that about the North and Northwest. Ah, uh, yeah, could turn up, but yeah. Mm. But the good thing about that is those is I think what was that on the Cycle Second CD DVD? Yes, I think it was of, the, of that collection. Aye, I'm sure you can buy that release separately. Can you? Yeah, like is that, like because they released all those as single releases. Okay. So if that makes any, but right. you could probably pick that up for a couple of quid. Mm. Don't worry, Gary. Right. Turn up, mate. Turn up. <laughs> you could, and the good thing is if you get the. I don't know, I can see if you get the American one, you can maybe even just slip it in. Right. You know, behind another one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I'm going to save the same pennies up for that. Right. It's been expensive. It is expensive, but... Uh, times. Yeah. As again, it's like... It's like a bit, a bit of tenor. It's less than a tenor film. Mm. You know, way less, so... Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> just another couple of Blu-ray release news. Mm-hmm. Um, Umberto D from Criterion uh-huh. the Vittorio De Sica's new realist movie Umberto D I've, I have yeah. heard of it uh, it's about an old man and his dog right right okay yeah, yeah I think uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's one of the kind of the totems of new realism right it's very good it's a touching touching movie <laughs> <laughs> I'll take word for it <laughs> and uh, Awesome Wells Macbeth from all the films Right. It's coming. Um, I think I mentioned last time, uh, I, I've, it's no secret to you, but like maybe people don't know, but I'm a big fan of the Halloween franchise. Mm. Um, I mentioned last time about Halloween 2 and 3 coming to Blu-ray. Right. Basically, for the, the Blu-ray releases, um, Shout Factory have released this new commissioned artwork, kind of new drawings, much like, similar to what Arrow do, you know, with the kind of original artwork, <clears throat> which kind of personally bummed me a little bit, you know, like my original artwork. Mm. Um but being on Blu-ray.com recently, you know the, the pictures of the cover. Mm-hmm. Well, it had a, a, a slip. Was what it said. And you click on it, and apparently the the artwork's reversible, and you get oh. the original artwork oh, okay. right there on the sleeve. So you're wanting, <laughs> dude. I, I was like telling my wife, but she's like, she didn't care. <laughs> I, 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 I popped the sky. I, I paused the Sky TV. I was like, wait to hear this. She's like, oh right. <laughs> um, also coming from um, Anchor Bay or Stars as it's now called. Uh, they're releasing Halloween four and five yeah, as well. Collect editions of those. Some new special features. They're doing like it's quite good. They're going back and properly again with like. Halloween 2 and 3 getting the directors in to do like right. director's commentary so which is quite interesting because you hear so much from like Carpenter you know and the first one and stuff um, it's kind of nice to hear what these other directors might have been thinking love them or hate them but you know right. the films whatever it's kind of nice to see you know how they came to it mm-hmm. so I think that'll be actually mo- most of the Halloween franchise out on Blu-ray in one right. fashion or another I don't think Resurrection has been brought out but it sucked really bad anyway in my opinion. So what number was that? What? What number was that? Eight. Okay. It was after H two O, or yeah. On the LL Cool J. Oh yes. <laughs> no, no, no. LL no. Cool J was in H two O. Sorry. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Resurrection Buster Rhymes. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tara Reid. No, Tara, not Tara Reid. Um, Tyra Banks. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, though, directed by the guy that directed Halloween two, Rick Rosenthal. All right. So um. Kind of came back to it, but Halloween 2 is definitely stronger than Resurrection, right. in my opinion. Did you know 
Again, my man uses wallet kind of like, oh, what? guess what? <laughs> it's not really news. You stole my Strangers in a Train and Dad. Um, they're doing a live action prequel to Sleeping Beauty. Disney are doing a live action prequel to Sleeping Beauty. Right. Didn't know that. Called Maleficent. Okay. After the, the Wicked Witch or. Right. Or whatever from Sleeping Beauty. It's going to be Angelina Jolie who's playing her. Hmm. Saw a promo pic, you know, like in a teaser poster. Right. Looks, looks like Maleficent, I'd say, yes. You know, it looks pretty cool. Don't know how it's going to work, but like, I don't know how fan, you know, fantasy they're taking it, you know? Is it before Slim Beauty was born? Yes, I, it's, right. it's kind of like, well, I've seen another picture, like, it was a, a, a caption of the day on Facebook or something like that, and it was a green screen, and it had Angelina Jolie, like, dressed, she had the kind of horns that Maleficent mm-hmm. had. Which she has in the teaser poster, like, and she looks like Maleficent, but this is her like dressed in like a green dress, like looking almost like normal human type okay. person. But she has the, this kind of weird hair, um, and she's up like floating, or, or like she's up on like ropes, strings, whatever a harness. And they're, they're saying like everyone's went for lunch and left her because right. <laughs> there's no one else about. Right. So I, I, they are as before, like you know the timeline of Sleeping Beauty. But I don't, I, I, it's one that I never would have saw coming. And to close, a. Our new section of random shit. Now this is going to be one for Gary, but I'll tell you guys where you can go to see it on the website. You may remember, not last episode, but the previous episode, episode eight. That would be Gary because mm-hmm. this is ten. Remember? Uh, ten minus two. Yes. I think that was Vamp, was it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mentioned the story about the real life zombie attack. Oh, I. Right. Have you seen the pictures of this guy's face? I wouldn't know. Well, I thought with it being Cannibal Holocaust, kind of app. Right. Apt, sorry. <laughs> Anyone who's wanting to check this out, it's on the pictures I've got are on a website which is vizfact.com, V I Z F A C T dot com. The title is uh, the, Miami, <laughs> the Miami Cannibal Attack Man Eats Man's Face. And we get some pictures of the gentleman before. You get his face chewed off and after. And also some pictures of the dead cannibal guy, which I will now show you. What do you think of that guy? Now, it's, these pictures are apparently unconfirmed, but okay. you've got to admit, that's that guy. It's like something out of Cannibal Holocaust really I mean, it's right out of the film isn't yeah, it yeah yeah totally I mean basically you can see a guy's eye <laughs> coming out of this mush <sighs> and it looks like a nasal cavity right so it appears it... like his whole skin has been peeled off his face yeah, it really does I mean that's what it looks like and I mean trying to do a Hannibal Lecter that's, the, mean, that's the guy there right aye uh, I mean uh, to me it <laughs> It is him, <laughs> but apparently this guy's up and walking about. He's but he's like he's all right. Is he? Eh? Like he's he's not all right. I mean like all right except for his face. Like, um, but um, apparently he he woke up and was kind of like you know went to, a few, after a few days in the hospital he was up and kind of was what would you say he's alive not dead right. you know out of a critical state. <laughs> I mean would you not be thinking maybe maybe he's did. I mean, what uh, you do? I mean, did was his face actually eaten? I mean, was it recovered? It looks. I don't know. No. I, I don't know. I mean, 
Apparently they apparently they f- didn't find any human flesh in the guy's stomach, mm. so probably just chewed off. But right. I mean, you wetting it back? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think like I mean, your face is like, you know what I mean? Your face. Says uh... That's like what you used. You know what I mean? It's like Aye. imagine someone without a face. It's just like uh-huh. how do you? I don't know. It's just it's crazy. Anyway, the pictures are pretty horrific. If you want to check them out, go and check them. That was my last wee bit, piece of news. I thought that was going to happen. What was that picture? Being... Was that him? Did somebody take a picture of him when he's on the getting pit in the ambulance? It looks like it. Mm-hmm. Is that is that credible? Well, I, uh, I know what you're saying. I know what uh, you're saying. Um, I mean, it's possible. I guess it's possible. I, I really... It could be that it was taken that a police on site by the police for, right. for evidence. Mm. You know what I mean? That, that that would seem logical, or even by the paramedics is like kind of right. Some you know they do take pictures, mm-hmm. like before and after, or, or maybe even the plastic surgeons would do that, right? You know, in case like for, sorry, I did, oh, just had a horrible thought. In case like the guy wakes up and, go, and like the fixed his face as much as he could, and he's like, "Fuck sake, you know, made a better job than that." <laughs> and they're like, "Here, pal, you see what you fucking had to start with? This is what we had to play with." <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the only other thing I can think of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that's so 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 horrible because, I mean, as it looks horrendous, but I guess you, you don't laugh, you'll cry, I guess. But there you go. As I say, if you want to check that out, right. join in the fun with the podcast. <laughs> you can go and check that out. <sighs> Very good. Very good indeed. Shall we move on to pickups, Gary? Okay. What do you mean? Go for it. Right. I've got oh, no. four. <laughs> I, see this, I saw that sitting there and I was wondering, is that not a pickup, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it is. Another edition of Blue Velvet. Right. This one is uh, the UK Castle Home Video right. release. Okay. And you may be wondering... Why? No, I can why. Why another? I can why. Do you know why? Has it got a special feature on it, perhaps, that it you has. didn't have before? And since I've decided I'm probably not going to get the Blu-ray oh. box set. Yes, uh, right, uh. I bought this one because it has the 45-minute Dennis Hopper interview. Oh, okay. Which was the only special feature on, on Blue Velvet, on the Blu-ray box set. Which you didn't have. Yeah. So, uh, right. Because that was one of the reasons some of the special features were like, all right, I don't have these, I should get it. Mm -hmm. I can just pick them up on DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Individually. So, just what I did here. That's good. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And some more David Lynch. All right. This is uh, a lime green set. Uh huh. Which is a, a US uh, DVD box set of a number of his films. Uh, it's got a Razorhead, the Razorhead soundtrack, uh, the short films of David Lynch, The Elephant Man, another disc with The Elephant Man extras, Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart, uh, Industrial Symphony Number no. 1, Dumbland, and another disc with extra shit on it. Now, this is deleted out of print, right. and it normally goes for at least £100. So it was one that had like, sitting I thought oh, I'd always like that 
but I never really have a spare hundred pounds mm-hmm. to get it. But D- don't tell me, did you find a spare hundred pounds? I didn't. No. Right. Okay, I didn't think so. Right. <laughs> I found a spare twenty pounds. Whoa. Which this turned up for? Where are like Amazon? Amazon UK. I. Something uh, got done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was weird. Like they did say the blue velvet disc was faulty. Right. Didn't play. Which I've heard about this release. Yeah, right, some, yeah. But I, I mean, I don't need to watch that anymore. I've got all the extras <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm no bother about that one, time. You could, uh, you know, you could actually swap one in from your collection. I could. Yeah, if you really were that bothered about it, yeah. Um, and this is like, this was released by Lynch himself, his own production company. Right, okay. So it has extras that have never been put out anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty cool. Other two things are. Double Indemnity and Lost Weekend, oh, the oh, yeah. Master Cinema Steelbooks. You want to see them? Yes, that's what I'm pointing my right. hand for, Gary. <laughs> what is it? 50 bucks, little man, put that chair in my hand. Oh, Gary, that's, that was a lot different than Double Indemnity. One, I know. Right? I like the back cover, that's the colour I thought it was going to be. It, it was pink in the yeah. initial picture, or it appeared to be pink. Mm-hmm. But it's nest all nice, like it's just it's just a wee bit surprising. That yeah, the colour. Um, I think it looks great. Definitely among the, the best Link Steelbooks. I think I own. Nice in inner artwork as well. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Only one qualm I have, like people have been complaining about this on the internet, it was how they glued the spec sheet to the to the actual steelbook. All right, uh huh. Which is fucking weird, like. I might be able to feel feel it there. Mm-hmm. Okay. On double indemnity, the when it comes over the top, it was glued on. You know the 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 sticky dots you get. Sure. But these ones were like practically unremovable. Right. From the actual okay. thing, compared with the back, which is uh, the normal ones, so it's kind of soft, uh-huh. flexible. Yeah, yeah. So most people have had this problem. How to get it off? And on mine is actually. I've actually rubbed away some of the actual finish. Yeah, you can feel the yeah. just a bit smooth. But I did, I'd use some um, vegetable oil. Okay. Which acts as a anti-adhesive. Right. And an eraser, a pencil eraser. <laughs> but, Welcome to DIY with Gary and Simon. Yeah, I've actually um, rubbed it away a wee bit. Which is bizarre seeing when the top section and that wasn't mm-hmm. even glued on at all. The other last weekend. I was just sitting round and it was had the sticky dots in the back. Hmm. It's what, a bit poor. What are they that? doing? Mm-hmm. Personally, I prefer. I like the double dimity box. It's gorgeous, okay. right? I really like the last weekend one. I think it looks really, really nice. I like the the artwork in that. Right, aye. Quite striking. You know, it looks like a proper like painting. You know, it's right, really, aye. Really nice. Yeah, they're both really nice. So. Um, but I'm surprised at the colour of that one, the yeah. indemnity bit, but that's neither here nor there. But that's a shame with the... I know. It's a bit odd. Like, you it need to like... come to the same company, when not you? It's... I'm a poor boy again this this time. I get paid actually today, so right. that's why my pickups haven't been that much. Um, I picked up um, Juno, inspired mm. by your pickup from last time. Um have some problems with it as usual with me and my some torn artwork sleeve type thing got it for three pounds though so can't really complain i guess but it looks like it was a blockbuster trading uh. it's got blockbuster sticker on on the, the artwork you know the the sleeve not not on the sleeve sorry on the actual in, inline which is why would you do that if 
why, why when you, when, you know what I mean? Why would Blockbuster put that actually on the sleeve, the artwork liner? I don't know. I, I can't, I can't account for it. Anyway, as soon as you try, try to take that off, it starts peeling everything off. So that's a scunner. Um, so I'll be looking out for her to get that again at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it looks really good. Actually, you, you checked it out. I yeah. mean, no. No, I mean it's. I mean, it's not the best transfer I've ever seen. But like right. the first shot with her standing in the the kind of garden mm-hmm. with the chair, the, looking at the furniture set, right? Um, just looks stunning. It's really nice. Um, and the whole opening, it's animated, you know, it looks really good. Also, I mentioned before, I think, in the podcast, I uh, managed to get Maniac Cop, the Arrow Blu-ray, right, okay. from Zavi for like six ninety five or something right. like that, which is a crazy cheap price. I have problems with this as well. Um, nothing with the actual Blu-ray, it's really nice and stuff like that, transfer's really good um, for the, the calibre of film it is and stuff, but a wee crinkle in the top corner of the, the boot of the slipcase. So mm. given that it's only six ninety five, I'm thinking about buying it again <laughs> <laughs> and maybe selling on my coffee. See the thing about any digi pack or anything mm-hmm. like that though, I, I totally know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I hate that, but do you not find that it's impossible to keep them oh, perfect? I, but like, once uh, it's up on my shelf, I don't care. Right. <laughs> but when I know it's there, you know what I mean? Right. Don't get me wrong, it's not, it's not, it isn't anything anybody else, nine out of ten people would probably say, ah, it's fine. Aye. Just the way I opened it and it caught the light and it was this kind of wee kind of... It's like it's hard to describe. It's on the face of it, so it is quite noticeable. Mm-hmm. But it's like two kind of ridges. As if, as I say, if you would bend a piece of cardboard and then straighten it up, but you can see where it's been bent. Right, and aye. almost like that. Um, so it's just a bit annoying. Mm. But it's six ninety five. I could probably part with that again to get get it and sell on my my copy I got. Yeah, which is as I say, in perfect condition. If anybody wants to buy it, mm-hmm. <laughs> other than the wee crinkle that only annoys me. And that's my only pickups, unfortunately. I'm boy. Okay. Don't think I've picked up anything else. So, next episode, Gary. Next episode is going to be House by the Cemetery. Directed by Lucio Fulci, of course. And the third part in the Gates of Hell trilogy. Yep. Uh, finally released by Arrow mm-hmm. last month. Right. Mm-hmm. Was it me? I think so, I. Yeah. I haven't seen this film yet. You've seen right. it before, but, but neither of us have watched the Blu-ray, I don't think. Right, no, no. Um... So it'll be interesting to see how this one pans out. Yep. Kind of going back to our roots with the first episode mm-hmm. when we had the Beyond. Yeah. Um, kind of like we're starting all over again, Gary. Could you know, say that. This episode 10. Let's go back to... <laughs> well, going to 11 anyway. A new chapter, perhaps? Hmm. Is there anything you think we should change going forward in the format? Um, I think it's okay. No. I'm always open to ideas. Suggestions. <laughs> <gasps> oh, what a segue into. You can contact us at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Gary, mm. of suggestions, uh, I was thinking like sometimes when we're doing like the, the podcast, we don't get to maybe like. We, we, we talk about the film, obviously, but like maybe we've been looking at like a certain release of the film we don't necessarily get to how good the blu-ray is or the dvd is you know the, the, the oh, print right. and things like that just i mean maybe that doesn't annoy some people it doesn't right. particularly bother me but, mm-hmm. you know um if there is anything like like that that people think we've missed on certain things just send drop us a line at the, right. the, the, at the email address um cinema underscore subculture at hotmail.com um, and i was kind of thinking if if we got enough questions already you know we could 
pop it into a wee section and random shit. Okay. You know, um, answering some questions. If people, if people wanted to do that, I mean, I don't, I doubt we'll get anybody <laughs> wanting to do it. But if we did get any questions, we could definitely answer them. We could, um, yeah. To the best of our, I mean, any questions, favourite directors, favourite films, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just giving us a thing, you know what I mean? That was one I'd thought about for a, a special. Right. But what, like, um, questions then? No, I just like, do our favourite directors well, actually, or favourite yeah, films? Yeah, I'd, I'd thought about that as well. I actually uh, thought about doing, like, bringing up a. Um, like directors like to talk about you know for like right. a section mm-hmm. in the podcast like you know either okay. like like I was thinking because they're, they're talking about making a new Robocop right and apparently Samuel Jackson's going to be in it and a couple of other people as well and I was going to ask you what you thought of uh, Verhoeven's films and things okay. like that you know and like him hate him whatever you know not coming at it with like oh he's my favourite director or worst you know just out of interest so yeah I mean that would be something we could definitely do but either, either even that if anyone's got any ideas on like a special they'd like to hear you know like, I know we're doing we're currently doing the, the Batman podcast which we'll get up before the Dark Knight Rises comes out and then a subsequent review of that but I mean, if there's anything people want us to would like to hear our opinions on let's say I'm quite keen to like, if we get questions you know to incorporate that into random shit mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. I think what else what other ideas we could have for little sections I mean, we I'd spoke to you about um, like once we get the Twitter up, yeah, and running, like we could let people know when we're recording uh-huh. via Facebook, and if they wanted to live tweet us while we're recording for like random shit, we could, you know, answer questions on the podcast. I mean, I don't know whether people would do that or not. Right, so yeah. it's maybe a setup to fail that, but I've, you know, because people don't always have the time when we are recording. I mean, even if people want to like you know ask us questions on Facebook, that's definitely a forum that we could open up to we could actually if before we after we've posted this episode you could maybe even do a like, post just like you know any questions and you can post it under the in the replies under there right um that's easier than emailing it i guess mm-hmm. people who know where the facebook is it's just uh facebook.com forward slash cinema subculture i think that's about it i think that's enough self-pimping we're not, I'm not right. very good at self-pimping <laughs> <laughs> um so like us please <laughs> seriously though if you, if you download the podcast and you enjoy it if you are, are on Facebook give us a wee like uh, we're slowly getting people you know coming to us um, which we most appreciate we do yes um, and I mean it's definitely the place to get all the up to date news on the podcast <laughs> and you know the, the happenings and Gary's always good getting the, the old trailers up for the oh, stuff that's coming yeah. up, which I, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. I don't have to do anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I might post a few Cannibal Holocaust things. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy on YouTube who did a good series of videos about um, about the film. Got you. So, might post them. No you may have seen them, but yeah. if you haven't seen them, you can See, check them out. We're not selfish here. No. We're not, like, we're, 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 that's technically competition, <laughs> but we're more than happy to, you know... Put that up there. Yes. Give you it. Oh, get it. I think that's me. I'm out. I'm out. So I'm finished. (laughs) Done. Finito. No get any more to say. Okay. Can you kind of believe it? But join us next time on Cinema Subculture. Thanks for listening, and don't be cunts to each other.